Hey, I'm Sam Ivey with Collegiate Ministries, and you're listening to a Mississippi Baptist Convention Board production. All right, Mississippi Baptist, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. We thought we would take a minute to walk around the exhibit hall here at the convention. Uh, a lot of people uh, may miss this during the time, but we just want to highlight a few things uh, in the exhibit hall. And then, uh, John, what do you think about the exhibit hall in general, the, what we have here? Yeah, I mean, it's always the place to be, right? Coffee. And and even the foundation has iced coffee this year, which that's pretty cool. Uh, and our hope is, is that this, this experience of podcasts in the exhibit hall will be better than the last time we tried this. <laughs> So that, that's the whole hope. If it's even just a little bit better than the last one. We're just trying to hit a few folks, so we'll see if this, how this goes. All right, let's keep going. Multiply PHX, or Multiply Phoenix. That's right, Multiply Phoenix. Okay. And we're here with Lee Davis. So, Lee, tell me your role with Multiply Phoenix. So I am the, the lead planter of Multiply Phoenix, uh, endorsed by the North American Mission Board. And so we're just a small group there in, in northern Arizona. And Anthem, and uh, we're actually like just getting started with our, our church planning group. Okay. So, tell us this. Tell us a story about what this is all about. Like, what's what's really happening with this ministry in Phoenix? Yeah. So it, the story starts all the way back at Blue Mountain College in 2008. Uh, Kyle Rosas is my roommate, and uh, through a series of events over the last couple of years, God has called our two families together uh, to plant a church in, in Phoenix, and so we were. Kyle had planted a church in, in Montana, and I was serving with church planners in, in um, San Francisco. And um, after I've been to seminary there, Lord, asking the Lord, like, what do you call me to do? And through a series of events, I felt like God was calling us, my family, to plant a church. And so Kyle, having already planted churches, I reached out to him and just asked him to pray for us. And um, we just began to pray together, meet together. And um, we felt the Lord was calling actually our families together. Kyle was getting to a point where he was ready to plant another church, and so that's kind of how it birthed. When we decided to uh, plant a church, we didn't have a clue what that looked like. We didn't, we didn't know where we were going to be, what city, and so we began to pray. And what we did was we got our, our families together with our wives, and we said, okay, what are, what are the five locations that we could see ourselves living in? And so we, we named off you know, five different cities. We had, we had Phoenix, uh, Arizona, we had um, Seattle, and San Francisco, and Florida, and, and Oregon. And we just began to pray through those, and we took a trip to Phoenix. And um, if you've ever been there, there's a, there's a mountain called South Mountain, and um, you can look out just the whole valley of, of Phoenix. It's about 5 million people. It's an incredible view. And so we began to pray about, um, God, are you calling us to this area? And we just left that, left that experience kind of two things. One, we were, like, overwhelmed. Like, this is an incredibly large place. But two, like we were burdened for the people. And so out of that, God began to kind of shape and mold our hearts towards Phoenix. So talk to us a little bit about the spiritual makeup of Phoenix. So uh, I see here, you know, there's a lot of lostness, uh, but is there another religious leaning inside of Phoenix? Or is it the nuns? Or who are we talking about in Phoenix? Yeah, I think uh, it's a couple of years ago, Nam came out with the stat. It said that Phoenix, that Phoenix was the least Bible-minded city in North America. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, so um, I would say the largest religion is no religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the valley, there's about 5 million people. Um, about 12% of that are, are evangelical Christians. And so in the particular community that we're in, 
there's about 87% of the people are lost. And so there's a, there's a huge opportunity. Right now we have one Southern Baptist church uh, in our community, in our city, in Anthem. There's about 30,000 people. So today at the annual meeting, this week at the annual meeting, what are you hoping to tell Mississippi Baptists? Like, what, what are you looking for? Just connections or just yeah. growing the, the ministry opportunity from those relationships that can be born? Yeah, so, I mean, our team is made up of Mississippi Baptist boys. Like, we love Mississippi, born and raised, and uh, we're, we're seeking uh, partnerships. We know that the harvest is plentiful, as we've already talked about, and there's a lot uh, of work to be done. There's churches. People need uh, gospel communities, and so we want to be kind of the— um, the go-between guy. We want to encourage people to say, hey, these people are lost. They need help. And will you come alongside us and partner with us to help us to reach um, these people with the gospel? Good deal. Do you want to introduce us to these other Mississippi guys, too, that yeah, are here? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> these, are the, these are the real legends here. So we have Cody Ennis and, and Tyler, both Blue Mountain grads. Yeah. Cody is an uh, intern with us, and Tyler was as well. He just moved back to Mississippi uh, to Blue Mountain to be their campus, uh, in, in their campus missionary for the BSU in Mississippi. So let these guys speak. What would you say? What would you say, Cody, about ministry and what opportunities here through Multiply Phoenix? Yeah, really. Um, I've lived there for a little over a year now, and graduated from Blue Mountain, and a couple months later moved to Phoenix, not really knowing what to expect, just knowing that that God was calling me there. And over the course, uh, really, I've learned a lot about just ministry. Um, really just what it means to, to follow Jesus and obey Him. Um, and so that's, that's really what our team believes, that our, our vision, our goal, our strategy is to first seek first the kingdom of God. Um, and then as a result of that, because of our intimacy with the Father, from that our ministry will flow. And that's really something I've learned a lot the past year. And so as we do that, we engage our city we, we share the gospel, we, we make disciples, and then God's going to plant a church. Um, he, he doesn't need us to do it, but, but he, he chooses to invite us into that work. And so we believe that, and, and we believe because of that, we pray. Um, not because we want to be extra spiritual, but because we're desperate. If, if God doesn't show up, it's not going to happen. So we believe unless the Lord builds a house. We will labor in vain. You're back in Mississippi, huh? Yeah. yeah. Back in Mississippi, uh, Lord worked it out to where I work at uh, Blue Mountain uh, Christian University as a mm-hmm. campus missionary. Uh, just it wasn't the plan, but it yeah. all came together really quick, and evident the Lord's hand was in it. Yeah. So I enjoy it, uh, but I miss these guys in Phoenix, and uh, yeah. I know that they're doing great things. I know they're being faithful to what the Lord's called them to do. So awesome, good stuff. Yeah. I appreciate y'all's time. Thanks, guys. Good to meet with y'all. So, uh, Fishers of Men, uh, uh, what is it? Fishers of Men is a tournament (laughs) fishing organization founded in 1998 Mm -hmm. with the the main goal of reaching men for Christ using the medium of fishing. You'll see over here, reaching fishermen for Christ and encouraging them to believe or to become fishers of men. So it's not only evangelistic, it's also um, kind of a discipleship tool that churches can use and individuals can use to bring um, their friends who may or may not have a relationship mm-hmm. with Christ, mm-hmm. uh, who'd love to fish or who like to fish, bring them into this um, arena of yeah. tournament bass fishing, and they're going to hear the message of the gospel, and they're going to see it lived out. Um, there's no smoking at any of our tournaments, no alcohol at any of our tournaments. I mean, that's that's 
basic rules because yeah. we are we are unapologetically Christian mm -hmm. and evangelistic, mm -hmm. and so we'll have uh, we'll have five tournaments a year. And then before each tournament, we'll have a Friday night meeting. Our yep. tournaments are always on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll have a Friday night meeting that, in, that consists of a free meal for the tournament anglers and their families if they yep. choose to come. And there'll be some door prizes and there'll be some raffles that we do from time to time. And uh, the meal's always provided by either the Mississippi Baptist Convention, because mm -hmm. y'all are a partner with us, mm -hmm. uh, or the, the local church itself. They'll, they'll provide a meal at times. Yep. And then um, we'll have an encouraging message uh, most of the time it's going to be very evangelistic. Sometimes it's more encouraging than evangelistic because they're not all lost. Right, some some right. of the anglers are believers, so yep. they need to be encouraged as well. So it's kind of a mix there. Yep. And, you know, then we assign boat numbers and we do our raffles or our drawings and we have prayer and then we meet back up at the ramp mm -hmm. and have a blast off. Always have, you know, always start with prayer. You know, have a blast off, and then it's run like a like any other tournament trail. You know, we have weigh-ins, we have rules that you got to follow, and everything, and all that's on our website, uh, fomntt.com. And so uh, we've got our brochures here. This is my info. I've just now become the Central Mississippi Director, uh, Division Director, so I'm kind of learning as I'm going here. Yeah. So we had to revamp our schedule because these lakes are so low; it's, you just can't really fish. So we've revamped our schedule and put it on the back here. So um, so that's kind of what we do, yeah. Good deal. So um, they can find uh, on Facebook. There's a Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, there's a Facebook page, Mississippi Division of Central uh, Central Mississippi Division, Fishers and yep. Men. And, uh, and your email address there is? kramage at fomntt.com. Good deal. Keith, Keith, can I just say that what you're doing right here really is connecting with Mississippians, right? <laughs> yeah. You are right up a lot of alleys right now. Because we're oh, yeah. connecting the dots because we're country <laughs> Mississippi. Oh, yeah. That's it, right. It's interesting. I've seen churches that have tried to do their own fishing ministry and yeah. outreach. So, like, it sounds like this is really well established, a really strong structure. It is. That folks can just jump into, right? It is. I, I'm just coming into this. Uh, uh, Jim Phillips was the, was the director of the Central Division for probably gosh almost 20 years and then a guy came in between Jim and myself and he did it for two years and so uh, but he's got another organization that he's leading so I'm kind of coming in and he's passing the baton to me and we're both working together with this I've got David Hayes who's another pastor in Smith County beside me and um, and so we're kind of co-directing co-leading this uh, tournament organization like I said we've been around since 98 it's a real strong strong tournament organization um, it's a great environment for for families, you don't have to worry about um, the language. You don't have to worry about all that stuff that some of the other tournament organizations are not necessarily guarding themselves against. Mm -hmm. We are family friendly, and yeah. we, we promote ourselves to be that. And we try to, you know, in, enforce those rules because we want families to feel comfortable. But we also want lost people to come, and we realize, hey, you know, uh, they may not have the same values, but yeah. if they hang around us long enough. You know, the Holy Spirit's going to convict their heart, and he's going to lead them, yeah. and, and hopefully they'll have questions that we can have answers to. Good deal. David, who's the better fisherman? Uh, Keith. <laughs> Come on, man. That was your opportunity. <laughs> no, I can't lie, man. I can't lie. No I didn't grow up fishing, uh, so yeah. when Keith came to First Raleigh, I think two weeks later, COVID hit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was the director of missions, and I was trying to be friends with him. Uh, Shrine, how'd that hard. work out? Uh, he goes, I like to fish. You want to go fishing? And I was like, sure. So he started uh, taking me fishing. Uh, like I said, I didn't grow up fishing, so he's taught me a whole lot. Uh, and then uh, he asked about fishers of men last year. 
first time I'd fished in a tournament mm -hmm. and uh, had a great, uh, great time fishing those five tournaments and uh, got me hooked. Yeah, uh, literally. Literally. Uh, <laughs> and, and several times I've been hooked. Uh, but uh, it's been a great uh opportunity to fish but then also the uh the friday night meetings yeah. uh is one of the things that really drew me into it is uh knowing that there's going to be the the gospel shared at every meeting uh and so i i was when he said that they asked him to be the director i was like whatever i can do to help i want to be involved in this organization uh just because of that i mean you're taking something that men like to do and women i mean we mm -hmm. have women that fish and teenagers uh, that fish in our trail but something that men really especially like to do and then you're giving them opportunity to, to share the gospel with their other friends. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a great way to, uh, to share the gospel. Yeah. And so we've seen uh, in our uh, regional meeting, uh, two people profess uh, faith in Christ. Right. And so um, I mean, that's what it's about. That's yeah. what makes it worth uh, doing it. And so In our tournament at Grenada, we've got a guy who's one of the fishermen who's, uh, who called me and he said, hey, man, I feel led to share my testimony. God's been on me. He said, I think I need to step up and share my testimony at one of our Friday night meetings. And so I'm thinking that's what it's all about. You know, he's been seeing this for the three or four years he's been involved. And now he's feeling led, hey, I need to step up and, and be that voice, you know. And so it's going to be great for them to see him who's one of them, not necessarily yeah. one of the directors who's a yeah. preacher, yeah. but he's just a regular guy going to tell what Jesus has yeah. done in his life. So, Well, that's awesome, man. We appreciate the work you guys do. And uh, they know how to get in touch with you now. Maybe, yep. maybe you'll bring some more along. Absolutely. Tell them to come by our booth and see us and register for the free rod and reel combo. There you go. Giveaway. All right. Good deal. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. You're off the hot seat. All right. We'll continue around the exhibit hall. And we are finding ourselves at some of the seminary booths represented. And we are at the No Bits booth here with Ethan. We just connected for the first time. And I, I hope you're not nervous with a recording microphone. <laughs> in front of your face but what are you telling ethan uh folks here that are coming to the exhibit hall today yeah so we're just uh talking about no bits and level college and uh so we're located in new orleans you can come study uh for your undergraduate degree or master's to get an mdiv or a doctorate um and like our biggest thing we would try to tell people is like you can come to the school and um you can learn a lot you know, of course studying the bible but you also get the opportunity to share the gospel and like really make disciples in the city because it's really lost in a crazy area but at the same time it's full of culture and lots of opportunities to uh, live out our faith so it's good place to and y'all just finished like a serve y'all have serve days every now and then i saw that yeah. you just spoke to that that's that's pretty awesome you don't do that i don't, I don't hear that from other seminaries i guess because new orleans is so different right yeah yeah so we do a serve day each semester at, at the very least and those those days um, are like all the classes are canceled for like the rest of the day. We'll do chapel, and then um, afterwards everybody splits up and goes and serves in different ministries throughout the city. Um, and we do some other serve days as well, but there's one a semester that specifically like everything. All classes are out, and all the professors, all the uh, all the students are out, you know, serving. Um, but there's uh, prayer walks. There's homeless ministries. There's um, there's the uh, Baptist Friendship House. Uh, so there's lots of opportunities to go out and, and serve the Lord uh, during those days. John really likes your banner. Yeah, I do. I think John I likes your banner. I took a picture of it and sent it to him this weekend. <laughs> yeah, because it's got Mississippi on it. It says, prepare here, serve Mississippi. I like that. <laughs> We've also got these uh, little 
Mississippi. And uh, it's got information about how to reach Mississippi and just like uh, some partnership that we have with us. But that's cool. It's a good cool. deal. Thanks, Ethan. Appreciate your time. All right, Madison Grace with uh, Southwestern Seminary. So tell us what you're telling guys when they come through about uh, preparing for their ministry there at Southwestern. Well, at Southwestern Seminary, we have existed for over 100 years of trying to just help equip God-called men and women to live their calling. Uh, in particular, really interested in uh, helping people in the area of local church ministry and missions. Southwestern has been the place where we have academic rigor that meets with practical ministry training. And we've been doing that since we were established by B.H. Carroll in 1908. And we're going to continue to do that. So if you want to find a place where you have academics that meets practice, that's Southwestern Seminary. Yeah, that's good. That's a great balance because we do have some seminaries that kind of have flavors, right? They all have they're all different. Great. Yeah, we, we have Southern Baptists have six fantastic seminaries, mm -hmm. and so they all have their own flavor. And, and so yeah. that's just who Southwestern is. Yeah, yeah, good deal. So do you travel around a lot of state conventions this time of year and do this? No, this is the only state convention I'm coming to. <laughs> I I went to Mississippi College. Oh yeah. And so my parents live in Clinton, Mississippi. Like like to come home. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my main job is administration back in Fort Worth. So. Gotcha. Uh, I'd love to come to Mississippi. Yeah. So how long have you been at Southwestern? I came as a student 20 years ago, oh, yeah. and in one way or another, I've stayed there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. We're glad you guys are here yeah. and glad for the partnership and ministry. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right, we're walking over here to the Southeastern booth, just uh, checking out what's going on. We have Bradley here. So, Bradley, uh, tell us what you are telling folks today at the exhibit hall. Yeah, so we're just kind of covering what it is that we do at Southeastern, what we're all about. Um, we kind of are unofficially known as the Mission Seminary, the Going Seminary. Uh, our, our claim to fame is that every classroom is a Great Commission classroom. Uh, we believe that the Great Commission fuels everything we do. So from the college at Southeastern and our undergraduate programs up through our master's degree and our advanced degrees, uh, we have a vision for equipping and preparing students to take the gospel to the nations, to the local churches, uh, to the whole world. Uh, and so that's what that's what we're all about. Good deal. So Bradley, Bradley's a Mississippi guy. Home, home is in Meridian, and so uh, glad to have him back visiting with us for a couple of days. Tell us in particular about the the area of ministry that you served in at Southeastern. Just connect us to that. Yeah, of course. So I'm the associate director of the Equip Network here at Southeastern. The Equip Network is really kind of a, a unique modality. Uh, it kind of bridges the gap between a residential class uh, and a distance learning class. Uh, I think we can all relate that today um, in the educational world, we don't always love the idea as educators of the distance model because yeah. uh, you kind of lose that connectedness between students. Mm -hmm. And so we have a vision for seeing the equip model be able to fill the gap in where yeah. pastors, maybe even associate uh, uh, AMSs or DOMs uh, over areas, uh, lots of different creative ways we can do it, can, can run cohorts where you don't, you don't even need a bunch of students, you can just take one. Yeah. Uh, but in places where you have more than one student, they can do the coursework under the pastor that they're, they're with in the ministry environment that they're in. Uh, it's theological education that's contextualized to their ministry environment, and they're still getting seminary credit for it. And yeah. so there's an entire Master of uh, Christian master of the Arts and Christian Ministries mentor degree that you can get uh, in an equipped format where you can do it as an intern, under a pastor, taking a couple of distance learning classes in a cohort of students, yeah. and get a full, a full degree that way so that you're not you're not fully sequestered off as a DL student. You, yeah, you actually yeah. get that residential yeah. stuff, but you may not have to move to the seminary, and you can still serve in your church. Yeah. Good deal. 
That's great. This is good stuff. And I'll say one thing you miss out when you don't come to the exhibit hall is all your goodies. So you have so many good swag things here at the table, right? So, well, I appreciate you coming around, Bradley, and talking. It's always good to talk to a Mississippian. Representing someone else, but you come back to Mississippi, so yeah, this is good. I, I love it, and actually, so I, I am. I'm with the Equip Network. Uh, we're very closely related to the admissions guys, but the the admissions guy had to, to back out last minute. They said, "Hey, can somebody go?" And I went, "Man, Mississippi's home. I'd love to go. Let's do it. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to get to be here this week." So good deal. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mississippi Baptist, thanks for listening to the podcast this week. We do hope you enjoyed it. And you can go back and listen to uh, any of the sessions of the annual meeting. We'll have that posted on social media, and I hope you can catch up on some of that. But uh, as always, we appreciate you, and we're so thankful to come together as a family at the Mississippi Baptist Convention. And we hope you, as you attended this week, that uh, you got a lot from it, uh, especially the blessing of the preaching and the worship as we can't come together as a, as a body of believers. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you all next time on the Mississippi Baptist Around the Table podcast. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Mississippi Baptist Around the Table podcast. My name is Sean Parker, and I serve as the executive director for the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board. We believe the local church is the headquarters for what we do. In fact, our mission is to equip local churches to make disciples in Mississippi and around the world. Church leaders, please know we're praying for each one of you. Thank you for your involvement in Mississippi Baptist life and for your giving to the cooperative program.